Good morning and welcome to Being the Change Now. Good morning, Sherry. Good morning, Ashwini. All right, it worked. Sorry. Um, this, this week, practice transcending egocentricity by dropping ego standards of good, right, and perfect. Ignore ego's criticism of yours and others' behavior. Stop feeling bad about transgressions, real or imaginary, that you're on trial for in the ego court. Drop worrying about whether you're doing it right. Accept all ego allegations of wrongdoing as an exercise in reinforcing your indifference to ego's codes of right conduct. Question all ego judgments. Notice when you're hooked on being virtuous, when I is efforting to be the good right person. Relax, drop it, let it go. Drop all decisions to be perfect and embrace the reality that perfection is animating you. Tune in to the experience of queasiness that signals divine dissatisfaction. Let this be your signal to return to the guidance of the still small voice. Practice having the experience that you don't need to be punished to act in harmony with existence. Let a conversation with the mentor assist you to find the place from which there is always the willingness to do what's most compassionate for all. As always, R.L. All right, here's our first caller. You are now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? <clears throat> Hi, this is Loren in Connecticut. Hello, Loren. What do you feel? <clears throat> so, um, the way I really appreciate this assignment, and for me, it it feels um, in line with if I had to pick a theme for what I've been seeing in this whole year-long retreat, it's been around dropping standards related to practice. And because um, mm. I, it's pretty clear now, I'm the <laughs> the main thing ego loves about practice is that uh, I can never do enough of it or do it or do it <laughs> good enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And so um, I've been you know, having my attention come back a lot to relating to practice differently this year. And one of the things I've been practicing with, because one of the places the voices will really get me is if I haven't been meeting the practice standard for a few days, maybe I couldn't go to the radio show live, or maybe I didn't meditate, or I only turned on the recorder once in a day or something like that. Then what it loves to do is if something big is happening, if I have a big work day or if I'm seeing my family, it will say, well, this is obviously going to be a bad day now because you're, you're not prepared for it. You have to practice. <laughs> you're not centered. Lauren. I'm not centered. You're not centered. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I really, I don't even know how it, ha I mean, I know practice is how it happened. I, I can't, I don't know that I could map it now, but I really, have been loving practicing with trusting that I can have a good day and a good experience as long as I have a moment of presence then when I realize it and not mm -hmm. believing any of those stories around um, that things have to go poorly now because I haven't done enough to prepare for them. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's so... Uh nasty isn't it because mm -hmm. the the setup is so you have it haven't been practicing as much as you should 
which uh, for most of us, ego has a big hand in, right? Setting that mm-hmm. up. Then say you're going to go see your family. And so what you're now supposed to be focused on, rather than being present, is how this isn't going the way it should, and it's your fault. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, I've had the opposite experience where I, I did try to be, the, you know, the right person by recording and listening and process, process mapping for days in preparation for an event, and I still had no control over how it went. <laughs> really? Oh, I'm shocked. <laughs> Isn't that a good thing? Because can yes. you imagine... If you had been deluded into thinking that that was the way to have control, yeah, I mean your life would take on a whole new level of hell. Yeah, yeah, and so I, that's what I've been dropping at the that at the start of the day is just any idea around. Like when I see it creep in that, oh, you haven't had enough time to do this or to do that. I recognize more now that that my main task in that moment is to drop that Mm -hmm. conversation rather than try to like, you know, flail in the moment. Okay. What can I do now to try to fix it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I had this friend once who, who would say when people got into that flailing around uh, thing about not being on time, well, you didn't get late now. And it's the same. It's the same uh, process. I don't know if that hung together for you, but you know. Well, then, what do I do? Well, I better be present. I mean, it's my only choice, right? Because I can't. I can't do anything about all those times I wasn't preparing. So I better. I better just be present. That's all I can do. Yeah, and trust that. Then the virtue. The virtue does come through the, you know, well, the, the present. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Yeah. Because, Lorenz, what's so beautiful about that is that's all you want. In that moment, you don't want to feel bad about the practice you didn't do before. Right? All, all, your, your heart is only concerned about, I, I want this to be the most kind, loving place with my family that I that I can get to. Is that true? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so there, there's the answer. There's the virtue. It's already there. It's not something you need to get to. It's what's motivating you. Yeah. Yeah, wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. <clears throat> you are so welcome. It's so simple, isn't it? It's so simple and straightforward. It's so right there in front of us, but we just can't see it till we see it. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you because that edge, like this little bit of edge I always have to feel like, well, of course there's something has to change. There's something I'm supposed to shift, you know, like that edge is always... There must be something wrong. There must be something. (laughs) Um, there must be something. And so it really does feel like a grace from life where those, where I, 
I get present in those moments and okay, well, like the 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 family's arriving now or the day taking care of people is starting now. So there's literally I can't mm-hmm. do anything else but that. And That's right. and um that grace of like you can't you can't do anything about it. Um and then you just get to have the moment of presence. It is very simple and I'm very grateful. Yeah. And you know, Loren, the thing that occurs to me when you describe it like that is in that moment just to say thank you. Mm-hmm. You know? To that to that which is there with you, animating you, to the presence that you are. To just say thank you. I, I let go of all my notions and just <laughs> fall into your open arms. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Thank you, Gasho. Thank you, Gasho. Go happy. I will. Oh, what a beautiful uh, way to start the morning this morning, Sherry. Because that that point that you made about how uh, we can't practice for an experience. You can't practice to alter outcomes or how I feel. That's right. We just we just practice yep. because. Yep. It is the way to to be or to let go ego or whatever it is, right? It happens as a consequence, but it isn't a specific consequence, and that's the trust. That's right, and that that point that Loren was making that uh, it, we we can't control it. <laughs> that's yeah. what ego is always promising. If you if you just hold your mouth right, if you just stand in that, if you just then you can control it you can have the outcome you can have the experience that i'm telling you is the perfect experience yes and as you all and of course we can't (laughs) it never works thank god it never works and so you have we have to come back to the unconditional yeah yeah yep it's all we got all we got got is unconditional love yeah Mm -hmm. all right here's our next caller you're now live on the air would you please introduce yourself Hmm. Hi, this is Ray in Asheville. Say that. Who is that? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Y- yeah, this is Lori oh, calling hi, Lori. from Asheville. Hi, Lori. Hi. Okay, you can, there's a lot of noise in my background. Is that, can you hear it? No, you're now loud and clear. Great. Okay, thank you. Um, yeah, gosh, there's so much here that this uh, when I was uh, recording this morning about virtue and then um, considering what Alan Watts had to say about it, it just got so clear about the identity of um, when there's the identity, then absolutely there's no way that there can be virtue because that's mm-hmm. just the ego coming in. <laughs> and, uh-huh. Uh, yeah, right? <laughs> yes, it's so, exactly. It's so clear when we lay it out like that. If there is ego, it doesn't matter how good, within quotes, you're being, because as awareness practitioners, any identification is in the way of goodness expressing. <laughs> yeah, well said. <laughs> well said. Um, yeah, and I have been sort of caught in this... Um, in a process, a very conditioned process that um, that has to do with um, evaluating actually another person, but of course right there I am evaluating myself about 
whether there's virtue present or not. It's been uh-huh. so insane. And, um, and coming up with, um, oh, what, what I actually landed on was, this, was the uh, experience of, of not being, having humility, what, what it's mm. like when there's pride about, <laughs> this is, it's a little embarrassing, but, but it's embarrassing, the ego, I will say, that there's pride because of when, when doing the comparison and the, the way that virtue is, is expressed here is not the way that it is over with this other person mm. and thinking, gosh, I'm so glad I'm not them. Mm. And it was just, I thought, wow, what a great thing to see through. Mm. Yeah. You know, what what, what's being projected. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, what a great ahead. thing to see. Well, just reflecting that, uh, Laurie, what a great thing to see through. And there is, there, so two things that dropped in on a process level when you were pointing to what, what you were pointing at, which is, or three, one is that ego, pros- recognizing that the ego is judging, right? So the reason we mm-hmm. judge others within quotes is because we are judged that way. To recognize that that that's the pro- it's a projection inward or a projection outward it doesn't matter but to recognize oh my god the same thing that is being projected out is how I am tortured so mm-hmm. so that's so important to see and then the second place of the 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 pride where ego doesn't care as long as the identity is maintained it can be maintained in a comparison which makes you inferior or you superior so long as the you is maintained, right? It really doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't matter. And, and I, I had an experience yesterday of that queasiness and, and that I, it, something got said, and again, it was out of this whole ego process and, and then later it's like, oh, God, you know, how did that happen? And, and I'm so grateful, again, for this assignment because then there was, like, just the awareness, oh, that happened. Yeah. Oh, and, and to, to see through it and to see exactly how it happened, you know, where the identity occurred, what was being believed, and then to not feel bad about it. Instead, just to keep on going forward to say, well, here I am. Yeah. And I saw that. Oh, yes. Oh, that's so brilliant because all, is, all that is ever required – a la last conversation, is to drop the identification. That's it. Not to go into why, why, was I ident- why did that happen and how did that happen and feeling bad that happened and how do I never make it happen again. Just maintain <laughs> yeah. that process. Maintain the yeah. identification. But to recognize identification is always the issue and the only thing I need to do is to drop out of it. And if I'm already out of it, to say thank you. Yeah, that is, yeah, I love that. When already out of it, then to say thank you. And that's what it, it really just feels like, this gratitude mm-hmm. that it's, that in the practice and in the weekly assignments and in the daily practice, it's just that there's so many ways to be able to do that, to say, oh, I'm not there anymore. Thank you. Yeah. I, see, I see, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Huh, great. Yeah. Okay. And um, so, so anyway, that, that's what I've been really aware of today with specifically about this assignment, which has been so beautiful and and helpful. Mm, yeah, yes. so beautiful and helpful. And, and, and if I may, Laurie, the third thing dropped in about what you were saying, which is simply that in ego, it's always separation, right? I am not like this person. I'm more virtuous or less virtuous or whatever it is. But it's in that place of presence where we're looking for 
for the fact that the divine is everywhere all the time. There's never, it's like, where can I see your divinity? Not where can I see your flaw? It's fundamentally a different orientation to be egocentric and to be life-centric because life is always looking for itself everywhere, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, and where's the divinity here? Thank you so much for that. That's really lovely. Yeah. Life is life-centered. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Well, well, thank thank you, Ashwini. (laughs) Thank you so much. Gasho. Gasho. Well, there was a lot in that. I I heard two or three um, Musings articles just in that last (laughs) conversation. And uh, for anybody who wants more of that and missed it, there were some amazing uh, conversations last night on open air on this this very subject, right? So um, if anybody missed that and, and wants a little more on that topic, it was, it's right there and available. Mm. All right, here's our next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce yourself? Hey, it's Risa. Hey, Risa. Amsterdam. What are you seeing? Oh, well, I just have having a great time recording the prompt for this week because what I've been seeing is that basically, oh, just so much daily conditioning is related to, um, like, if I've done a good enough job at all of the different things that I'm doing, that ego does this evaluation that it connects to virtue. And uh-huh. and then sort of spells out this narrative of like, and I want to be a good, I want to do, like, be virtuous in this way so because that's the way that I can express my love for my parents for example, actually like mostly, like it sort of hangs like my love, unconditional love for my parents on like being in my family for like being, but mostly my parents, being virtuous and like daily tasks as evaluated by ego, but because it's like calling it virtuous, but it looks like everyday tasks and it's somehow about evaluation and adequacy, it can, like, sort of cover up the whole, like, daily, that that whole conversation, as it happens, like, a billion times a day, it, like, hides (laughs) the, it hides, like, the knife, you know, but it still stabs you. It's just, oh, constantly, and and that is such a perfect description, because those two don't have anything to do with each other, do they? I mean, you're going around doing your tasks in the day. First of all, I guess that's meant to imply that who you are, what you are, is dependent upon how you do that, right? Uh, I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of a given, right? That, that's, that's how you get information that, that you're the right good person because you get an A plus on whatever task that is that you're doing, which rarely happens for most of us. Right? Because you never right. quite meet the mark, right? No matter how hard you try. But then, if we take all of that and realize, what does that have to do with unconditionally loving your parents? I mean, it's such <laughs> a, it just takes us back. I guess it's a little kid place, isn't it? You know, if you're yeah. a good girl, then your parents will know that you love them. 
Yeah, and if that, your parents know you from. love them, then then they will love you. Yes, and that and then that will be the ultimate proof, won't it, that you are yeah. the good, right person. Exactly, <sighs> and you can sort of constantly exist in this high of like feeling unconditional love for just a moment. Mm. Yeah, so it's like a it's like a hit. You're 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 going for that hit, right? Um, yeah. But if you don't get it, of course, then that's that's awful. And I don't know uh, for for you. Does it seem like you get more of those hits or fewer of those hits during a given day, or does it depend on the day? I think it depends on the day. But I'm just having like a wildly good time every time getting to say like, oh well. I'm going to abstain from continuing this conversation about if I've like done a good enough job at this task. And then I get I'm sure I must have. Hits. Yeah, I, I'm sure I must have. Well, of course, of course, because my authentic nature is goodness and it's what's doing the task. So, yeah, that works out. Exactly. And it's, it's like, oh, well, as soon as I admit that I, that this is, just the right thing to have done, then I, uh, then I can like surrender into the humility of remembering that I'm not in control, I don't have, yeah. I'm not commanding I the narrative, do it. I, don't even, and I don't even know what the narrative is, so this could be the right thing, instead of immediately going to it's the wrong thing, sort of no matter what I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, uh, again, I go back to that. Uh, that little you know thing that's in every gift shop in it, in this country anyway. Smile, God loves you. You know that that's really what it comes down to. You know that, that just it, just enjoying life. You get to do this thing. You don't know how you're able to do it. You certainly never chose to be so intelligent or so coordinated or so uh, able or so whatever it is, but somehow by divine magic, you're able to do these things. It's just a miracle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm seeing through our conversation that the conditioning is this childlike route to like a path to getting this hit of unconditional love. But actually yeah. when we can like, when I, when I have this conversation with you and I see that and I can surrender that, I see, oh, like in being an adult, then I have like an adult path to that hit of unconditional love and I can like access it quite a lot because and you know, uh, each Risa, time you, I surrender you, it, it just comes. That's right. And you and what you're doing is embracing that child energy into that as well, because she's not on the outside trying to get love, trying to prove that she earns it or deserves it or whatever. She's just there with you in your heart, so she has it every time you receive it. Yeah. Two happy people are like. I mean, no, there's actually Two. no people, but like a lot of happiness. <laughs> Little peas in a pod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Just smiling. Yeah. Going Thank about through smiling. life. 
Yeah, just thank you, Risa. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, everyone, for all the times when I'm listening. Uh huh. Well, it's good to hear your voice. So glad to know you're you're out there and with us. I am. I am. All right. Go happy. Go happy. Thanks, Risa. And that we would call a twofer, right, Cherry? Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Double your, double your pleasure, double your fun, an old ad from my childhood. Yeah. All included. Yeah. All right. All included. Yeah. One more caller. Here we go. Next caller. You're now live on the air. Would you please introduce Hi, me? this is Anne in Arkansas. Hey, Anne. Hey. Yeah, this is very familiar, all of these conversations. Um, I'm looking at how I suffer around trying to be the good, right person. Mm -hmm. And um, I've been working with the mentor. And um, what I'm seeing is that I say something or do something and ego is watching like a hawk for their reaction <laughs> to prove that I did the wrong thing and I'm the bad wrong person and therefore I'm not loved by them. And um, I can see that I could bypass all of that if I say or do the thing and then there's unconditional love for myself. Mm. Um, oh, that's so beautifully laid out. I'm, I'm seeing that process, but I ha- I, I, um, I'm not sure. I, I don't feel the unconditional love yet, but I, I want it. I know I want it. I know it would, it would uh, get me, uh, I don't know, just, yeah. <laughs> I'm eager. Yes, yes. You laid it out so beautifully, right? That there, that, and first of all, the awareness of the process. So here's, here's how it works. And the way you phrased it was so perfect. You're doing an action, but it's ego that's looking for a, a reaction from the other person or a response from the other person in order to interpret it as what you've done wrong, in order to give you the feedback of being the good, bad person and therefore denying the love. To see it so clearly, right? Here's the actor, but here's the action. And, and there's an intermediary that's interpreting, interpreting it. And mm-hmm. so there's also the recognition that if you are in relationship with a mentor, and, uh, you don't have to look outward. You can receive what you're seeking from within yourself, from that, within, from that wisdom, love, and compassion. And yet there's that place of, I don't feel it. And here's one of the most incredible pieces of guidance I ever received and from Sherry, which is unconditional love is not a feeling. Mm. Mm. That's what we're looking for, right? That mm. as soon as I, I am searching for, within quotes, the feeling of love, rather than training ourselves to the being of love. Mm. And that's an ego mm. place, right? Because for, for ego, it's an experience. I have to ha- It's a perfectly ordered set of sensations and emotional impact and texture and all of that and if it's not there which it never is because my attention is on it and a negation of that I'm never going to have that experience 
Love is not mental. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, you know, I saw ego go to like when I sort of had that realization that um, I, rather than looking outwardly for that that love and acceptance, um, uh, you know, it's in me. Um, ego went to like, well, you're like you can't just rely on that you're a good person, like. I I don't think it works that way. Like you, you know, it's still kind of in the trying like the. Well, and if you look at it at a process level, the attention is on it. So Mm. if we say it's not even in me, it is me, right? That being, that intelligence that animating you is experienced as as non-separation. It's not that I am loving. It is that love is what I am or love is me. And so we have to retrain the attention to be able to be with that, be with that. Be, what is the experience of being love? Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where the recorder, I, I kind of went back and said, well, what is actually true? Like, right. I am kind and I am compassionate and I love and I... You know, and so I was able to like see all that in me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes, and to see it as you, right? And that's that little movement of just practicing with it, that mm-hmm. experience. Hmm. Okay. And I, I I keep hearing about the love letters at night, and I think, what could I possibly like fill a page with, like? <laughs> I don't well, even know where. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. I think this is that place of where we can't see the process we're in, which is when 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 you write the love letter, what is there in love will show up. You can never foresee it because it's only in the moment that that love speaks to us through what we articulate. If mm-hmm. I think about it, I'm not accessing it. I'm not being it. I'm not in touch with it. So you, I mean, it's a, it's an experience I've had so many times. It's like, what do I write about? I don't feel loving. I don't like myself at this point. So how would I write a love letter? But that's because I'm in the process of separation. The love is always there. It's what we were talking about in the radio show last night. The sun's always shining, even if the clouds are, are uh, masking it. So the, the process of putting myself in that place of, well, I'm going to write the love letter. I'm going to wait for the love to reveal itself to me is an action of surrendering the very process that's standing in the way of that. Mm. So it's kind of like listening to the calls or listening to the show, like it brings you back to yourself in a way, um, like just sitting down to write the letter sort of brings you back here. Yes. It precisely, and so that is the unconditional. That is the feeling that you're seeking from outside, right? And you know how mm. to get to it because it brings you back to it itself. Mm. Yeah. 
So it's not just writing all the great things about yourself. Well, you <laughs> all the things. Because, yes, because, because in that place you're referring, a, there's co constant conversation that says that's not true. That's not where it's being written from. But I can. It's like what Cherry says. You can say thank you till you mean it. You can write a love letter till you are in the process of love. It's inevitable that you'll drop in because the attention is being redirected to that. Hmm. Okay. Well, well, let us know. Okay, we could talk about it on a on a radio show on open air. Yeah, yeah, I'd like that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ashwini. Take care. Bye bye. Bye. Love that. Love is not mental. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. That's well, it. and it's so funny, right, Cherry? Because we think feelings are are. Uh, it, that's what makes things real, but a feeling is so mental. An emotion is such a mental place. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you, everybody. That was, uh, that was an amazing little half hour that we just had together, so um, much appreciation for that. Thank you, Sherry, and thank you, everybody. Right. Go happy. <laughs> Go happy. <laughs> <laughs>